to the club because you're that kind of nerd. Welcome everyone to That Kind of Nerds podcast, a weekly show that tells you what's going on in the nerdy world. I am CJ Mellon, joined by the one, the only, Brian Thornton. Hello. Uh, Josh Burns can't be with us uh, this week. He is actually doing the most social distancing thing he could possibly do. He went back in time to 1994 to go see the premiere of Time Cop. I'm sure, I'm sure it's quite a premiere. I'm sure it is. A lot of, a lot of mullets, uh, a, lot of, a lot of ponytails. There's probably only one there. mullet. There's only one mullet in the movie. But it's a glorious mullet. So with the fact that Josh is going to be here, let's rip off the Band-Aid listener. Uh, there is not going to be a cast this segment uh, this week. We apologize, but hey, this is life. So we're just going to adapt, just like we're all adapting. Uh, so Brian and I here uh, are going to do something that we normally do for our Patreon feed. And that is where we do what we call a retro review, where we look back at a movie and we... Well, we kind of give it a second chance and we really kind of see, hey, did this live up to the hype? Is this reviewed well? Like, let's just talk about the movie. And Brian, you chose the 1994 Jean-Claude Van Damme Time Cop. Can you please, for the love of God, explain in your own words why I'm watching a Jean-Claude Van Damme movie in 2020? Um, Jean-Claude Van Damme is a national treasure. Not this I'll, nation. I was but, say, but not this some, nation. Some right? other nation. He is that tre- that nation's treasure. Some other nation. Um, but more importantly, he, he put out some pretty decent stuff. He was a good martial artist and, and a solid, solid entertainer um in the in the nineties. Um but the reason we're watching Time Cop is because I was listening to another podcast. Um <clears throat> Are you allowed to do that? I, I am. Okay. I, I do that on, on occasion. Um, it was called, uh, it's a podcast called Cancel Too Soon. I highly recommend it. Um, and they were reviewing an Amazon Prime show, uh, called Jean-Claude Van Johnson. And I said, what is Jean-Claude Van Johnson? And and I listened to it and apparently it is a show, uh, starring Jean-Claude Van Damme. And the concept of the show is, um, apparently Jean-Claude Van Damme not only was a, uh, esteemed martial artist and actor, uh, but also worked for the CIA, and all of his movies were were covers for him to go do CIA stuff. Oh, so gotcha. like, so like they were like, "Hey, we got to go investigate this thing in Budapest. Let's film a film in, in Budapest." And they sent Jean Claude Van Damme there, and next thing you know, he's like filming the Quest or something like that. Gotcha. Um, and so I guess the show is him in his older age. He he gets back into the game, you know, one last mission type of thing. And the show seems very entertaining. I have not watched it yet, but it made me think of Time Cop because Time Cop is probably outside of maybe Bloodsport was one of my favorite Jean-Claude Van Damme movies. And it's a good concept. And I really wanted to revisit it. So, so let, me give you the, it. let me give you the premise then of Time Cop. <clears throat> when the ability to travel through time is perfected, a new law enforcement agency is created. It's called the Time Enforcement Commission, or the TEC. TEC! A cop, Max Walker, by the way, Max Walker is Jean-Claude Van Damme, Mm -hmm. uh, is assigned to the group. On the day he was chosen, some men attack him and kill his wife! Ten years later, Max is still grieving, but he has become a fantastic agent for the TEC. He tracks down a former co-worker who went to the past to make money, and Max brings him back for sentencing, only to find out that Senator McComb, the man in charge of the TEC, is responsible for this illegal traffic. 
Max has his eye on Macomb, and he's out for revenge. That's yeah, that's the movie. In that's, that's, okay, that's, well, thank you so much for listening. <laughs> um, this movie stars Jean Claude Van Damme, uh, it's Mia Sarah, and then Ron Silver. Mm-hmm. So if you don't know who any of these people are, Ron Silver uh, has many, many roles. However, you may know him from The West Wing, where he played Bruno Gianelli. And uh, Mia Sarah, you know her from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. And then pretty much nothing else. Not doing a whole lot. Especially back in the 90s. Uh, but she's gorgeous and she's a great actress. And um, it, I, I, I like triple checked that I was seeing the right person uh, when which, I saw uh, Which one was Mia Yes, sir. She was Sloan. He was the wife. Oh, what's that? She's the wife. She's the wife. Okay. She's the wife. I thought I recognized her. Um, She's from Ferris Bueller. That's it. She plays Sloan, Ferris Bueller's girlfriend. She's a very gorgeous woman. Not 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 an all star cast. Let's be real. Because the only other two people, not like the creme de la creme, even in '94. The other two people that are that are in the movie that you may know is uh, uh, Bruce McGill. Uh, Mm. He was like the 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 captain. Yeah, uh, there. Yeah. Uh, listen, you he's been in like everything. When you go he's look a, him up, he's on, a that guy. He's yeah, a that guy. When you look him up, and I'm to be like, oh, okay. And then, I know that guy, right? And then uh, Gloria, uh, is it Ruben? Are you? I'm, I'm not looking at the IMDb page. And uh, Gloria Ruben, sorry if I butchered the name. Uh, she's from Mr. Robot. Um, so uh, they, there are people that have been in things that just like you talked about done stuff. This is not an all-star cast, but it's it, not. So in preparation for, for watching this, I put on our Instagram stories that uh, we are we're going to be watching this movie for a sure. retro review. As uh, one does, because, you know, social media. Yes. And then I, I figured out that this must be a Thornton thing because Mike Thornton commented, mm-hmm. sir, saying that this is actually one of the best Jean-Claude Van Damme movies. It is. Was this a Thornton household movie? Like, was this something? I mean, I, we owned a lot of movies. I you know you to, did. You have to remember, like, my dad, like, had a VHS collection of, like, 2,000 plus movies. That's not including the things that he recorded off of TV. Okay. So, we had a lot of movies, and he had a lot of martial arts movies. He had all the Bruce Lee stuff, all the Chuck Norris stuff, all the Jean-Claude Van Damme stuff. Um, so this was in the Thornton household. I have seen most of Jean-Claude Van Damme's movies and I do enjoy this movie. And you know what? I'm going to say it right now. Spoiler alert. I still enjoy this damn movie. So I don't know how you want to, I don't know how you, who else if I can speak English. I don't know how you want to handle the the review process for this. However, uh, I will say first impressions after I got done watching the movie going, this wasn't bad it, it wasn't it great. wasn't great but it wasn't bad like there are there are worse ways to kill like an hour and 20 minutes like there, there's 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 worse ways to do it but it's silly it, like you have to go into this movie knowing this is a little silly and not in the sense of it's supposed to be it just is and it and nothing felt more 90s than uh not john claude van damme's mullet but rather, there no. That was the, not nineties at all. The hair of the bad guys in this movie. And when oh, I you say mean the, the, the rejects guys, from the Power Rangers? No, the rejects from Highlander. Like ah. the, the concept, right? And I forget the guy's name. The guy who Mr. Krabs played in uh in, in Highlander. Mm-hmm. Uh, the reject of that character design: leather jacket, shave side of the head, gauged earrings, mohawk, but also long hair that goes down to the back. That's that's what that's how you know he's evil. Oh yeah. 
Absolutely. That's just one look. So when you see him in the mall and you're like, that guy looks fucking that evil. That guy looks shady. You're not yep. surprised when he comes back to kill people later. Uh, it, it is it is just the most 90s like, this guy's a bad guy. Just in case you weren't aware, he's an evil, evil bad guy. He probably kicks old ladies and punches children. Uh, so, interesting. Uh, the other thing I thought, too, there a part of the TEC, right, has a lot of very smart people working for him, Brian. Well, I mean, right. they would have of, to. A lot of intelligent people, because we're talking about fucking time travel here, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but I thought it was odd that uh, there was a VR uh, simulator you could just have at your desk. And, of yeah, course, clearly. you can just watch porn totally. at your desk in 2004. That's not – so let's – I want to talk about that scene for a second because I saw <laughs> that scene. And for the moment – for the, the I remember there was a lot of movies that did that in the 90s. Yeah. Like apparently, like I don't know, like if you wanted to, to paint the picture in 1994 of this guy is an awkward nerd who programs shit like time machines, you just have them apparently watch porn in public. Yeah, there's a guy sitting right next to so, him. What was he planning to I do? Don't know. So you know in the the, the Matrix, right? Uh, when uh they they talk about the red woman, right? Yes, yes. And yes. and there's like a guy apparently watching the red woman on the Matrix screen, right? Neo yeah. can't see the red woman or anything, but the guy's basically watching porn, and it's the red woman. It's that exact trope again. But they're just like, oh, you silly rascal! But like, it's get in, off it's that VR porn. Movies. We got time travel to do. It's in a lot of movies in the 90s. I know. It clicked for me when I watched this again. I was like, that's not the first time I've seen that trope. It's... And A, as a techie and a nerd, I'm kind of offended. Right. And B, what did the people who wrote those scenes think Think that that would be perceived I, as? I, I like, don't know. Like, but why, everyone... would I, why would I want to do that? In, in, not just at work. Right. Not just at work. But with a guy sitting 10 feet away from me. Oh, yeah. What am I planning yep, on he's, doing? He's got naked women on this computer monitor. Again, they're in a law enforcement <laughs> law enforcement agency. Oh, yeah. Porn yeah, no. Taped totally. to the computer because uh, while this movie is set in the future. Your tax dollars at work, people. It's it's 2004 future, right? Which is yes. only 10 years. Which 10 in years 2004, did you realize that in 2004 we were supposed to have the Cybertruck already? Uh, yes. Uh, I'll get to that in a minute. I want to talk about the vehicles <laughs> in the future. For this one, the 1990s really thought we were going to dance really weird ways in 10 years. But uh, I just I don't I don't get that. Everyone just kind of chastise him. It's just like, oh, you get that thing off. Do that in, in your own time. Just like, no, get out of here. You're fired. You're fired. <laughs> right? Even in 1990s. Right. You could come in. You could say all kinds of things at work. Right. And get away with it. As long as you had. Hey, not, not that there's anything wrong with that. Right. You could say whatever you wanted to. But even in 1994, if you showed up watching porn on your computer, you're out of work, man. You're not sticking around. Anyway, very weird. Very awkward. That. Yeah. Yes. I know, so I agree. the rest of the future stuff. Let's talk a little bit about some of the future stuff. Right. Yeah. Let's talk about the cyber truck. Because that, that looks just like the Cybertruck, man. Ron Silver is in a limousine, right? And when you think limousine, you're thinking class, right? Mm. I can't tell two things. Number one, was this supposed to be a self-driving vehicle? I believe so. Okay. So I want you to imagine, uh, listener, uh, a Lincoln town car, okay? Now, I want you to cover it in siding from a house, Okay, so there's no windows anymore now, but basically like a really shitty side panel for a house and then throw on a few things that were like falling off the prop from the the the, 
uh, uh, the Back to the Future car, right? Just, just, just a few things floating around there. And uh, make the inside uh, white and look like a 1980s uh, limousine where you would just do a lot of cocaine. That is the car that Ron Silver's character drives around in. It makes zero sense. You Like, I... <laughs> Listen, apparently, like, our cars get squarer in the future. <laughs> it's very square. Like, very, just right. very square. They're rolling houses. Like, I don't know. They're I, self-driving. That's nice. I can walk in and go, home. And I'll go home. <laughs> like, I don't, I listen, it's, Demolition Man did the same thing. You ever oh, look yes. at the cars in Demolition Man? Oh, yeah. I mean, come on. Like uh, apparently, like in the we we've completely screwed up the future according to any '90s film. I I, I you know what I really do. I want you to uh, listener just close your eyes for a minute, right? Uh, if you're driving for some reason, don't close your eyes. Uh, pull over and then close your eyes. Uh, and I just want you to imagine if if I wanted to make a car out of Legos, but all I had were white Legos, what would it look like? That is what that car. White and shades of gray. Right, white, white, and shades of gray. That's what it looks like. The Cybertruck is a pretty good analogy. Jagged edges, awkward it, it, angles. It, yeah, it looks almost exactly like the Cybertruck. It's but, just the, the weirdest thing. But the other cars on the road, you don't see. And and mm-hmm. I am, and I imagine they all don't look like that because that's a limousine, right? That's mm-hmm. supposed to be a fancy one. Did we ever see Jean Claude Van Damme take a yeah, car? Yeah, no, you saw you saw Jean Claude Van Damme. I blocked it, looked it out. Very similar. Very it similar. Looked very similar. But lo- those are the only two cars you see. You don't see any other cars okay. on the road. But then, um, but then they go back in time to like the 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 nineties, right? Or or like the yeah, early. Yeah. So so here's my biggest problem with the movie, and, and 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 I've already been on record saying I still enjoy this movie. But here's the biggest problem with the movie. I know it was a, a 1994 mid budget at best movie. The most money you're spending is on Jean Claude Van Damme. This concept is a good concept. You can do anything anywhere. You can time travel anywhere. And for the first. 15 or 20 minutes of this movie, it seems like they're going to do that. And then the entire movie is in 1994. That's exactly it. And I'm like, you have, you have you the power can go of time anywhere. <laughs> you can go to any time. You go to 1994. Why? The entire movie is in the 90s. No, that's not true. It opens up in the 18... The first... And that's why I'm saying the first 15, 20 minutes gives you hope, right? Right, yeah. Because the first five minutes are, hey, we're on a dirt road and I'm about to steal Confederate gold during the Civil War, right? Right, exactly. And then we go back to the 90s and Jean-Claude Van Damme does his, oh, hey, I'm going to kick as high as I can and tell this kid to read in between the lines of my shoe. That's a great scene. Um so weird. And I'm going to flirt awkwardly with my li- wife. What was that conversation, by the way? That's an uh-huh. odd conversation. Oh, you mean the one where he goes, the, um, there's never enough time. And he, right. she's like, oh, well, you know, I'm, putting I'm waiting for my I'm husband. Put yeah, put, yeah, put all that in. There's never enough time. Never enough for what? To satisfy a woman. Then you never want to miss an opportunity. Are you busy? I'm meeting my husband. If I were him, I would not keep you waiting. He's not here when I turn around? I'll go home with you. You'll do. This is like... I have no like, idea, man. What if that wasn't him, by the way? What if that was some <laughs> other French-Canadian person? But anyway... 
bypassing all that, then we get another glimmer of hope after the main uh, climax happens the first 10 minutes of the movie. We then show the next scene is him in the 30s. Like, oh, okay, cool. In the 30s. That's that's smart. You could go. You could play the stock market. Like, all this stuff. No, we spend six minutes there. And then we go back to the yeah, 90s it, for it, legitimately the entire rest of the and, film. And it's funny. It reminded me of the set from The Phantom, right? Because it's just a 19, right. generic 1920s tall building. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? And and it just looks like they're just like, we have this on the back lot somewhere, right? Can we just use that one? And you're right. You're in the 1920s for maybe 10 minutes, right? Hey. A, a, a pretty decent action scene, right? Yeah, it was, yeah, fighting. It's enjoyable. Uh, you find out a gun can just fucking shoot anything. And apparently, like, that's a lot of bl- – I, I don't understand the, 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 the weaponry of mm-hmm. the future. Uh, but, yeah, you have the ability to go anywhere. And you really just stay in the in the 90s. Here's my thing. Here's my other question. Mm-hmm. He goes to the 30s. He 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 makes a big deal out of getting this guy for, you know. Yes. So now, like, multiple people in the 30s have been exposed to future technology because they're, like, shooting up bullets and what have you, right? Right. Couches are exploding. This guy in, like, this futuristic gear kicks the crap out of the guy with the twirly mustache, right? Mm-hmm. And then he jumps out of a window. And then everybody on the street sees them disappear. Right. Yes. And then we go back and we're like, hey, you know what? You did the crime. Do the time. We're sentencing you to death. We send him back to finish his fall and die. Right. What is like what time? What what ramifications does that have on the future? Because everybody just witnessed. I'm imagining. A man disappear and then reappear and then go splat. I'm imagining it, 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 it wasn't as long as a gap as it was made out to be. That it was supposed to be. You're falling, falling, two people. They disappear. And then immediately, right, if you're still in the 1920s, immediately he could just falls down. Like, then he comes back and he's, he's falling down. So I think it's supposed to be a boom, boom situation. Just. First, you're falling for John Claude Van Damme, and John, like, basically, it looks like, the, where'd that other guy go? That's the bigger part. It looks like they're supposed to go, were there two? But there's one. Okay, well, whatever. I thought I saw two. If that were the case, though, they make a big point out of when they first disappear to show the cop going, oh, my, my stars and garters, right? Oh, you're right. So, he, he, he like, he recognized that that guy disappeared. I don't know. He's probably been, oh, I, because he's there's an Irish. There's got to be some ramifications he's a, he's to the He's an Irish New York cop, right? So it's supposed to say, where the fuck And oh, I guess I must have been drinking. And then he comes back, oh, well, there we go. Lordy, I must be drinking too much. I, 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 I don't know. I, I, they I did not it. think clearly through that scene when we were thinking about, you know, the timeline. And can I, can I just say just one thing? No, you just can say as many things as you want to, please. The same matter can't occupy the same space at the same time is bullshit. That's not how that works. It's, it's not, it's ridiculous. Whatever you, okay. you, you want, you want a cool effect to make you know the bad guy melt at the end. That's that's fine. Which, but, by the way, so the uh, spoiler, right? But who gives a shit? Uh, Nineteen ninety four. The, the movie is sixteen movie. years old. You're, <laughs> you're good. good to go. Uh, at the end, Jean Claude Van Damme's master plan, right, to stop uh, I McCabe, McCobb, 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 Bruno. I'm going to call him Bruno. Uh, is to push him into his future self, right? Mm-hmm. Make those two things together. Now. It 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 looks like uh, he's going as as he's getting pushed towards him. No, right, and it's in slow motion, but it's done in real time of plenty of time to just move. 
just step mm-hmm. to the left. But he stands there going, no, no, arms out, no, shaking his head, no, please, no. It's like, no, dude, you have plenty of time to move. And then they turn into gobbledygook, and then why, they're all gone. Why does future Macomb even yeah. bother going back, period? This is, again, oh, yeah. the, the inherent flaw with... I'm going to go back to the 90s. If I have time travel and I know I can't interact with my past self, I'm going anywhere except where, like, I exist. Right. You know? Yes. Like, go back to 94. That's great. Go to Seattle. I hear it's wonderful. (laughs) You don't need to be in the same city as your your former self. That was, like, the thing with uh, with Fielding, right? Uh, uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme's partner in in the movie, right? She was Mm. talking about how... They went back in time for the you know the first time for her. They go to DC, uh, and she's like, "Oh my god, I'm actually 16. Like right now, if we look back in time, I'd be 16." And he's like, "Cool, where are you?" And she's like, "Oh, like Colorado or some weird shit like that." And they're like, "Oh, cool. Well, listen, resist the urge to go see your past self, dude. We're here on a mission for like the afternoon. I'm never, I'm never gonna make it to Colorado." And then they start talking about like things in their past, like who they had sex with and they 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 like he mentions she mentions the name what what does she say bobby something and she's like oh you you should give bobby a chance they talk about who she has sex with highly inappropriate you're law enforcement yeah. officers that we just met today and she's supposed to be ie isn't she or ia internal she's affairs she's supposed to be ia yes yes, yeah. yes supposed to be ia and then she turns out to be dirty and we find that in like 10 minutes and we have no time to give a shit about her oh we at have all. one we have one action scene Right. Before we find out that she's dirty. That she's dirty. And immediately double cross and then is also immediately killed. Mm. And and I'm supposed to feel bad for her? I'm supposed to care that she's I guess, dead? I guess. I've known her for like six minutes. And the only thing I really know about her is that Bobby, what's his name, was bad at sex. That's the only mm. thing I know about her. And that she that she lived in Poor Colorado. Bobby. Uh, but the thing that is super weird is later on, after Jean Claude Dan saves the day and corrects all of time, right? Two of them. Correct. He meets her again because she didn't die, right? We've 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 changed time. She didn't die, and and as they're pa- passing, you know, uh, passing each other in the hallway for the first time ever, right? He goes, "Hey, you should probably have given Bobby a better chance." <laughs> and she and she looks at him, confused at first, going, "How does she know the name of the guy that I slept with?" And then goes, "Oh, that's right. That's silly." And walks away. No, Brian. If someone walked up to mm. you. It was just like, hey, you were really bad in bed your first time, but your wife said you got better as you went on. All right. Have a good one. Wouldn't you be like, what the fuck did you just say to me? How the hell do you know this total stranger? I know you for 10 years. I'm about to say, what the fuck did you just say? Right. If someone came up to me and just said, hey, Julia said you got uh, you got better as, as, as life went on. I'd be like, who the fuck are you? And how do you know this one random detail in my life that I don't share with anybody? I don't know why they're they're using that as like a uh, as a oh they're bond oh she remembers him but I don't get it makes no sense. Here's the funny thing like they only care about the time uh, the ramifications to the timeline when it serves their story. Yes, because if Macomb dies in '94, there is no TEC. Correct, because he was the guy who who built it and oversaw it. So. How is the TEC still a thing at the oh, end of oh, the movie? I have a bigger question, right? Again, time ramifications, right? We only change things. And then we come back to a different reality, right? It, it, everything's different. His wife is obviously alive, right? Yay, wife's alive. But he also has a son. Now, Jean-Claude Van Damme doesn't, from what we can tell, 
doesn't have the memories of this current timeline because when well, he comes back, say he was tell her to, she she was pregnant. Yeah, right? yeah, 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 yeah. But when he comes back, right, the name of like the industry that like provides them the supplies has a completely different name. And he's like, "Hey, where's Macomb?" And they're like, "Who the hell's Macomb?" Right. So right. he doesn't have the memories of this timeline. He only has the memories of his last timeline. Right. And then at the end of the movie, he comes home and is greeted by a nine-year-old boy. He doesn't know who that boy is. He doesn't know <laughs> it's hugging vain. random children. He doesn't know is it the history. He doesn't know if he's an abusive father. He has no idea who this boy is. He is living with a stranger, but everyone's happy with it. I'm just sitting there going, no, you don't know who that is. You don't know who that boy is. The, 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 another time, another movie that deals with time travel really well is called about time it's a very sappy romantic comedy however they do really good job with time travel and one of the things was he went and changed something in his past right after he had a kid came back to his timeline all excited he goes i'm happy to see my baby boy what because he had girls he was confused he didn't know who that baby was went back in time set things back to the timeline that he knew came back there was his kid but he didn't know who that baby was, and he was freaked out by it. Jean-Claude Van Damme's like, I don't know who this baby is, but I like it. Weird. Let me hug him. <laughs> I shall call him George. Uh-huh. I will say this. I did enjoy the action scenes, though, in this movie very much, more than I thought I would. Uh, while hokey at times, uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme, uh, he's I mean, solid. He's, he's solid. always entertaining. He's always fun. He's always enjoyable. And that's why I like... Listen, we're, we're we're tearing this movie apart. <clears throat> Excuse me. We're tearing this movie apart from a, a pure logistical story level because it's not a very – it's a good concept, but it's not a well-executed story. It's held together with with bubble, bubble gum and scotch tape. But it is fun, and he is charming, and he, yeah. can, he can throw a kick and do a split, and, and it's enjoyable. The only thing I didn't like was there was one really good action scene that was happening at the end, right? It's the, the big battle scene, right, at the yeah, house yeah. after he's trying to save his wife again. And they turn off all the lights. And all I see are shadowy figures. Yeah. By the way, can we talk about this for a second? Because when I was watching it again, Mm -hmm. he, so McComb wins. He goes back to the future, realizes that McComb has gotten his way and TEC is being shut down. He's like, I got to go back and try to fix that. I got to stop him. Right. Goes back to 1994, goes to the hospital to recruit uh, IA agent. She dies. And then he completely just fucks off and forgets about the fact that he's supposed to stop Macomb. Right. And goes to the mall because he remembers <laughs> he his wife was there. He, like, he just completely forgets about what his mission is until his mission catches up to him. And Macomb's like, you know, I'm going to kill his wife. Right. He completely is just like, there's no reason for him well, to go to that okay. mall. I'll, I'll, I mean, I think I can, I think you can justify with this, right? If, if uh, God forbid, Something happened to our our wives, right? We w- and we would know that they would be at a particular time and place, right? Certain time, certain day, and we could we could go back and see them. I would do whatever I would have to do, but then like I'm gonna be at that spot on Wednesday at two o'clock, regardless of what the fuck's going on, right? There could be a nuke go about to go off downtown. If I have thirty minutes, twenty of those minutes I'm spending with my wife that is 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 gone, right? I'm I'm going back. 
I can okay, justify that You can that explain way. it that way, but, like, it just seemed very odd that he was like, I'm going to stop Macomb, <laughs> and then he's like, I'm going to fuck off to the mall real quick. No, what I thought was odd was a, a pregnant woman, right, uh, fighting for her life at the end of this movie, right, climbing up the house, trying to avoid the bad guys, falling off of roofs, jumping from place to There is no way. There is just no way. Well, she wasn't, like, eight months pregnant. I don't she care. Just you found can't out. fall off a roof. Being pregnant at all and be like, everything's cool. Yeah. There's no way. You right. might be. I mean, I'm not a doctor. Like, I can't what? say for sure. Uh, okay. Final thing that I, I wanted to bring up. And then uh, if there's any thoughts you have. Uh, okay. Again, this movie, um, while Goofy is, a, you know, still has some serious subject matter. It is still an action movie, right? Uh, it's it's a badass 90s brohaha movie. Uh, and then after we have the happy ending of going back to his house, right? With his wife and his child and everything's at least okay for, for our character. We're then greeted by uh, the smithereens. Time won't let me fail for the credits. And I just want you to hear how this song doesn't match the tone of this movie at all. <laughs> it totally does match it. It's a happy ending. This does not match the movie with... Time travel. It's a great song. It's great. It's fine. It's fine. That's a fine song. That yeah. has no business in a, a movie fine. where I've watched people get shot in the head, uh, evaporated from time and space, murdered, blown up. That is not how that movie ends. That is how a 1990s perfect. rom-com ends. It's perfect. That's the song that they couldn't get for 10 Things I Hate About You at the end. <laughs> it makes no sense. That, that song does I, I not think it's fantastic. In, I think in it's that fantastic. Movie, in any it way, encapsulates the form. film in in one one fell swoop. <sighs> no, I, I I still enjoy this film. I still think it's fun. It's it's, it's not well executed, but it's no. it's really enjoyable. It's it's okay. Like it's like it's not it's not great. It's enjoyable. It was worth the hour and a half. It's it's still worth the hour and a half. So let me, let me ask you this, right? Uh, knowing that this is this is our our retro review, right? And knowing that we're we're giving this movie a, a second chance again, uh, out of five stars, what would you give this movie? Three and a half. It's solid three and a half. You went three and a half. I, I went yeah. two. And, I went two and a half. Okay. Like I mean, it's again, it's not bad. I skew more towards the martial arts stuff than you do. Right, right, right. Again, it's not bad, but it's not good. But it's not a waste of your time. But it's not worth it. Like it's in that middle ground. You're just like, I mean. You can watch it. Life this is a solid C movie. It's just okay. It's just right in the middle. It is enjoyable. Yep. You will have fun, and you probably won't think about it for another decade until you <laughs> listen to a <laughs> podcast <laughs> and say, "You know what? What about Time Cop?" What and about you watch Time, Time Cop? Cop again. Uh, no, I, I exactly the the same feeling I had after I got done watching. I was like, "Thank God I wrote down these notes. Otherwise, I'm going to forget this movie." <laughs> I, I'm gonna forget it. If it wasn't for the notes I was working off of here, I, I would have been like, "Oh yeah, I, what happens?" I almost completely forgot this movie. But the the there's two scenes that always stay with me, regardless. Is the scene in the mall where he does his giant kick and with the with the kid who stole the the woman's purse. What did the shoe say? What did his? Boot- it doesn't say anything. It's just a brand name. It's oh. a, like a Timberland on the bottom. Gotcha. But he's the 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 idea is like, oh, read between the lines. You know, I should get the fuck out of here. That's yeah, really you should. Stupid. Okay, cool. Um, 
It's just Jean-Claude Van Damme. Like, listen, any excuse for Jean-Claude Van Damme to lift his leg as high as possible. Right. And every film, yeah. every film does it. Yes. And then the the scene where he gets attacked in the apartment, and he does the split across his counter as the guy gets electrocuted. Really fucking cool. S- scene always, I will always remember that scene. I was also, uh, and maybe it's just my memory, I always thought Jean-Claude Van Damme had a much thicker accent and i don't know no, where this... it's not that bad yeah it's not that bad like schwarzenegger early schwarzenegger you're just like i i think i know what he says yeah yeah but, no, and with jean-claude van damme i always good. thought it was a little thicker but it's not i could actually understand it very well so i was like oh i actually understand jean-claude van damme uh listen i know we're not doing the full cast this uh segment for the show i i am just curious uh, part of part of this is looking back right on, on these movies. And I think you could make something like Time Cop uh, again. I, I think you could take a second crack at this. I know they did a sequel uh, to this movie. I don't know who it stars. I have zero details about it. It's a straight to DVD thing that I've never seen. OK, that's fine. But so that means the budget was even worse than it, the original. Which so. I don't th- I didn't know was possible. So it probably all takes place in 1995. Okay. So let, let me give you some numbers and I want to ask you some questions. So okay. the budget for this movie, uh, again, in 1994 money, okay, was $27 million. Okay. Uh, opening weekend, $12 million. It's not bad. Gross US, 44. Yeah. Cumulative yeah. worldwide gross, $101 million. Well, solid. This movie made its money back. It did very well. It, it It is 99 minutes, but I think if you remove uh, the cheesy song at the end and just some of the other credits, I think you're just under that nine that under that 90 uh, that's there. But what is the uh, what is the equivalent? Who is the Jean-Claude Van Damme of 2020? Like who like th- this genre of movie? I don't think really exists anymore, with the exception of Vin Diesel movies, which we're going to talk about on our Patreon. I wouldn't bit. say even Vin Diesel movies. Uh, I would so say who is this. There's nobody who does martial arts movies really anymore. Right, but it's, I don't think you have to make this a martial arts movie. I don't think you, think you do either. I think I think Dwayne Dwayne Johnson. Is oh, okay. The closest you get to to something somebody to something like, like Jean Claude, you know, right. who does the action, who's very charismatic, who's charming. Right. You know, I think you do. I think you do. Time Cop. You do with Dwayne Johnson. Absolutely. And then you make him go back to any other time <laughs> than ten years ago. <laughs> Yes. Like, like, you know, the scene at the end of Sonic the Hedgehog where he's fighting Robotnik and he's like, they're like going through these rings and they're like just transporting from world to world to world. Right. I want that that. scene, but I want you jumping through time. Like, watch you punching somebody and then like a dinosaur coming after you and then you jump and then like all of a sudden you're in like a Wild West train and then you jump and then you're in the future. You can even do the joke of like, I'm going to hit you so bad that your mother will feel it. And then they go back in time and actually punch his mom. Like you can sure, do that if stuff. If you want to do that joke, absolutely. <laughs> it's not very good. I am a not a writer. Joke. Uh, but uh, all right, I agree. I would like to see more time travel than just like two different locales, right? Because then the rest works, of it, you're just like, I think let's this save would money. Work as a Netflix it. show, either uh, as well. I think this would work as a as a um, like a know, little series. Yeah, I think like I think quantum do, leap, but 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 like no, I I think I think you do what Legends of Tomorrow does, just a oh, little okay. bit more serious. Like, hey, gotcha. trying to keep the timeline intact. Oh, hey, some some MFers trying to change time. Let me go back there. We're gonna spend one episode in the '30s, and we're gonna t- track down this guy. Okay, great. Now we're gonna spend the next episode in the Wild West. Like, you can do that, and then you can have like a bigger, larger plot that like kind of ties it all into one giant season. You know. and if you do that, like. Shit, you could get uh you could get Joel Kinnaman. 
he he did pretty damn well with uh martial Alter, arts and um altered carbon. carbon yeah so yeah you can get him and you can do that right well listen listener I, I would i would say this i would i would recommend you watch this movie just just because like what an experience again i we, we, there's not much to do right now <laughs> So give yourself 90 minutes and, and watch a Jean-Claude Van Damme movie. It's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. Uh, so I, I thoroughly in, enjoyed it. So I, I would definitely go ahead and recommend checking out Time Cop. Anything you want to add, Brian? No, I've said my piece. Uh, now that we've said our piece, uh, it is time to hear from you, listeners. Uh, go to thatkindofnerd.com and uh, leave us a comment. What do you thought about this movie? I will make sure to include the trailer uh, as well. So you can go ahead and watch the trailer. Uh, And uh, I would love for you to tell us what you think about the 1994 movie Time Cop. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, Hope you're having a good walk around the neighborhood or, or whatever it is you're doing right now. And we'll talk to you next week. Well, welcome to the club because you are back on a nerd. Hello, listener. It's CJ. I want to thank you so much for listening to our retro review of the 1994 movie uh, Time Cop. If you want to get access to other retro reviews or our spoiler cast for the Vin Diesel movie Bloodshot, now is the time. Go over to patreon.com slash that kind of nerd. Join up and get exclusive access to this uh, amazing content. Uh, Your support right now means a lot to us and helps keep the light on. So again, patreon.com slash that kind of nerd. Go get access to other retro reviews and our spoiler casts.